some of this, Michael. Be one of us. I said, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. No way in the hallway. Welcome to the Spook House, episode number eight. Is it number eight already? It is number eight. Well, I guess we've done two months. So That's should, right. Yeah. I'm right. Phil. I'm Jason. And we are here to wrap up John Carpenter month. Absolutely. It's been a whole month talking about JC. Oh, JC. Old Jonathan Carpenter. John. <laughs> Little John. Little John. Little John Carpenter. Little John Carpenter. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we're talking about Prince of Darkness today. Yeah. We are not talking about Christine anymore. Praise the Lord. You know, you loved Christine. I loved it. I loved having to like research it and spend, <laughs> spend so much time with it, watch it twice and talk about it and edit a podcast about us talking about Christine. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like a great, great thing to do. Yeah. But we did it. We did do it. And we're on to bigger and better things, I think. You think? You like this better than... Christine, oh yeah, right? yeah. I do like it better than Christine. That's for sure. Yeah, I did enjoy Christine though. So, yep. All right, moving <laughs> on. So, welcome to the Spook House. If you don't know, each month we have a different theme. Yeah, we do. And what was our first month? Movies that did not get sequels. That is right. Now it was John Carpenter month. Yep, it is. Have we decided on next month? We're going to announce it here. This is breaking news. Next month is. Girlfriend's pick. Yes. Well, absolutely. technically, let's get this out of the way. Jason is engaged. Yes, I'm engaged. Phil has a girlfriend. But and for simplicity's sake, we're yeah. not going to be like, hey, it's girlfriend, fiance month. Significant <laughs> other month. Yeah, significant SO other month. month. It's SO month. Yeah. Ladies month. Yeah, whatever. That works too. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But <laughs> they're going to pick out the movies. We haven't locked down exactly what, but we'll get back to you on that. I think you just want to do, because I know Autopsy of Jane Doe. Mm-hmm. You want to see that next month, next week? Sure. All right. So next week, we'll be doing Autopsy of Jane Doe. It's on Netflix. And that is one of M's picks. That's Jason's fiance. Yes. Uh, it's it's a, We really enjoyed it. It's not bad. No, it's, it's fun. Whatever it's fun happened movie. to the actor in that, how do you say his name? Emil? Emil. Emil Hirsch? Yeah, he just pops up randomly and stuff. Didn't he like get in a fight with a female director and punch a lady? possible i don't on know the red carpet or something maybe a friend I don't was know. telling me about that well we're gonna research it next week we will <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get to the bottom of that because this is still jc month that's not. right it's jc <laughs> month let's not get ahead of ourselves absolutely absolutely but so, jason uh how's your week been man uh, it's been all right i've been i haven't watched as many movies as i usually do same uh i have been watching the what's it, the carolina panthers tv show that's on amazon prime right now all or nothing Oh, okay. Yes. You're a big Carolina Panthers fan? Yes. Yes, I am. That's right, guys. We are in North Carolina, so we are in Panthers Nation. Yes, we are. I wish they didn't suck. 
Well, they started out so good last year. Yeah. They went from six and 10, and then they went seven and nine. I was like, uh, six well, and hey, two. I'm sorry. Carolina Hurricanes, they had a good run last year. They did. They yeah, did. I was pretty was proud of them. The bunch of jerks. That's our hockey team. Yes. Yes. For those of you who may not know, not Ooh. the Miami Hurricanes, who. That's right. No. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I watched that. I also watched. I watched the new Spider Man movie. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I know you're not a fan of superhero movies, but I watched Spider-Man. So, was this the eighth or the ninth Spider-Man movie in the last two years? Which one? Well, they're all kind of bleed <laughs> together because it's the second one in this, this current series, but he's oh, been in the two Avengers movies. Okay. So, no, he's been in two Avengers movies and a Captain America movie. Hard pass. Yeah, that's Hard fine. That's fine. <laughs> you know, you're not a big fan. I understand. I, hey, I'm sure it's... Decent. Is it a good? Was it good? Oh yeah, I really enjoyed it. Oh, I really okay. did. Uh, I also watched the Clown at Midnight. All right, quite Not a jump there. Spider Man to the Clown at Midnight. What yeah. is the Clown at Midnight about? It's about these these mm. college kids who are going to a theater that is being reopened after a murder, like twenty five years prior. Okay, what twenty year years Nineteen ninety nine. Wow. That's, yeah. Sounds. Promising. Remember Ashley from Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Vaguely, yes. The the youngest sister. She's in yeah. this movie. Huh? Okay. Yes. It, it's quite Sold. bad. Yeah. It's it's quite bad. It's about right. uh, well, uh, don't tell me what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> the title says it all. It it really does. <laughs> I also watched another shitty movie on Tubi called Pleasures. All right. It's your stereotypical by the numbers. You've got your douche guy. Your black guy, your slutty girl, uh, your final girl, uh-huh. and but instead of a slasher in the woods, it's an alien, an invisible alien. Sounds. Uh, Fortunately, it was an hour and ten minutes, so it didn't really okay much of my life. But yeah, that's pretty much what I did. Cool. I was sick this week too, so. Oh, that's right. You had pink eye. Yeah, I had you pink still eye. have pink eye. If I you mean, cough in my direction, I will slap you. <laughs> I don't think you can get pink eye from coughing. I think if one of your particles gets in my eyeball, I'm not. Oh, we got problems. Look, when I went to the doctor, they said I'm no longer contagious. I've been taking okay. antibiotic eye drops for days now. If you get my dog sick, we got problems. <laughs> Scout's not going to get sick. He'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty much what I watched this week. What did you? What did you do? You know what? I haven't watched. A ton of movies. I've been binging Live PD lately. <laughs> what is live? It's kind of like the live version of Cops. <laughs> yeah, it's on I've Sling. Never heard of this. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, if you like Cops, you'll like Live PD. It's like Cops, but live. And that, does Cops even come on still anymore? Is that I still think a thing? So, I'm pretty sure. God. I think it's like the longest running show ever. Jeez. Well, I mean, somebody like a soap me opera. I mean, there's soap operas that run since the 70s kind of thing. Yeah, that's true. Well, it's up there. Yeah. And, well, you know what? We watched a movie together on Tuesday night. Oh, yeah, that's right. How can I forget about that? We yeah. were both in kind of bad moods that night, though, I feel like. Really? Yeah. I mean, I feel like we went. We were really excited about it, but then we finally sat down and we were like, I'm kind of tired. Yeah. So, by the way, folks, we went to see Jason Takes Manhattan. At the Alamo Draft House. And it was a good Tuesday time. Night. I really enjoyed it. It was a good time. I mean, look, just so you know, it, it had been raining all day. Yeah. And I was kind of like, I do not want to get out of the house right now. Yeah. I was the same. The t- Oh, okay. Yeah. I was I mean, waiting for you to text me and be like, dude, do you really want to see this piece of shit? I would have been like, no, nah, I don't. Let's just stay <laughs> home. 
But I was like, all right, I guess I'll drive to the Alamo and see this piece of shit. And I did. And we did. It was yeah. worth it. It was worth it. Yeah, I guess. It was I can say I've seen a Friday the thirteenth movie in theaters. Yes, that was one of my whole things why I wanted to go see it, even if it was the beginning of my pink eye. Maybe oh god. <laughs> Thank you for not coughing on me. Yeah. There was nothing like Did seeing you see the- Jason X in theater? No, I didn't see that in theaters. No. Huh. Only movie I I, I saw the I the remake Friday the Thirteenth in theaters. That was the only time I've ever seen Jason. You no, know, the only Halloweens I've seen in theaters, I did see H two O. Okay, and Resurrection, of course. Ugh. Boy, did you love it at the time though? I loved it. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Even when I was like what fourteen or fifteen, I was like, ah, oh, this is a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's fun watching Jason, who has in this movie teleporting powers. Apparently, yeah, yeah. I think Jason Takes Manhattan, it, I mean, it's a piece of shit, don't get me wrong. Oh, absolutely. But it kind of gets a bad rap for being like, it's not totally bad. No, they try to do something, they try to get him out, you know, Chris Lake, which at this point they needed to do. Yeah. I think the movie got, the budget got cut way late at the game, because mm-hmm. Paramount was kind of ashamed of it at this point, because it was the last Paramount movie they did, because right. right came out, New Line bought the rights to it. Uh-huh. It's just... It's it's not a good movie, but really when you look at the Friday the 13th movies, there's really only like two or three of them that are legitimately good. Why was Jason, why did it look like he just rolled around in a tub of KY jelly? Wasn't that one? Through the whole movie? And why is he breathing so hard in every scene? Yeah, like, all right, I know Kane Hodder is like, oh, Kane Hodder was the best Jason. I kind of disagree. I I thought he was good in, in... the seventh one. Which one was that? The New Blood? Yeah, The New Blood. I thought he was fine in that. Yeah, he was fine. But for some reason in part eight, he was like, you know what? I think Jason should breathe like he has emphysema. Yeah. Like, just raise my yeah. arms up every time I breathe in. Yeah. It's like he... I don't know. I, and Jason X, he was fine. I mean, that's not a good movie either, but I think he was fine and Jason X was also... I like part six, Jason. I think he played that well. What was his name? CJ something? Maybe. CJ Graham? Yeah. I mean, that's the I best. might be wrong. That's the Sorry. best one. So, you know what, Jason? I'm surprised that you did not text me at any point about GalaxyCon in Raleigh this weekend. I, I didn't even know about it. I'm kind of shocked. I know. I, you I, like comic books and shit, too. I do like comic I've got several. I've got, I went to Oak City and I got several of them signed last year, I think. So, I'm a comic book fan. Okay, well, anyways, GalaxyCon is like Raleigh's Comic-Con. It's pretty damn big. I mean, they have like a extensive list of pretty big celebrities. Yeah. They go to it. Mm-hmm. But the tickets were like 40 bucks just for a day, which I wouldn't mind paying 40 bucks to get in. That's whatever. Mainly, I wanted to see some of the vendors. And as far as like horror celebrity celebrities go, there's basically none. They didn't have any. Any yeah, and you, you know, maybe maybe it's just because I'm getting a little older. I don't know what it is, but like meeting celebrities or whatever, it just. I, I mean, never... I mean, there's some. Like, I really want to meet George Wilbur, who played Michael Myers in Halloween Four and Six. But, <laughs> uh, like, dude, <laughs> Halloween Four, yeah, Halloween Six, yeah, we're gonna. Hey, you watch your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you watch your fucking mouth, buddy. <laughs> I actually really like George Wilbur in Halloween 6. He was thick in that one. <laughs> he was a thick boy. Yeah. Kind of like he'd been locked away, like eating Snickers and doing deadlifts <laughs> and stuff. Just getting thick. He was very, I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. 
So I would like to meet George Wilbur and some other horror celebs, but some of the prices that these celebrities are charging are fucking ridiculous. So yeah, I've never been. Now there's people that that charge money and they they pay to see their fans and take pictures. That's fine. That's just never been what I've really been into. Everything I've ever gotten signed has been from like the few people who don't charge money to so get something signed. I've only been to one horror con and it was Horror Hound in 2007. Uh, two. You've been to two. What? Oh, Carolina, Carolina Fear, Fear Fest. Fest. Shout out to Carolina <laughs> Fear Fest. That's right. So when I went in 2007, uh-huh. the standard was kind of like 20 bucks for an autograph and pictures were just kind of free. Okay. Because like, why wouldn't they be? That yeah. seems fair. Hey, I'll give you 20 bucks. Yeah. Sign this thing. And hey, can I get a picture with you? Sure. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. And it's over in about a minute. Mm-hmm. But these days, man, they they have really driven up the prices. And I can't really blame them for doing that. You know, I don't know, man. Some of the prices. I mean, are... I mean, for I mean, if they can get people to pay that much money, you know, more power to them. Okay, so John Cusack is at GalaxyCon this weekend. I wouldn't mind meeting John Cusack. I like a lot of John Cusack movies. Yeah. Would you pay eighty dollars for an autograph from John I, Cusack? I would not. No. Okay. Well, that's what you got to do if you want an autograph from John Cusack. Is that autograph and picture, or just autograph? I think it's separate. All right. Well. <laughs> Hey, remember MacGyver? How much do you think a photo with him cost? God, fifty bucks, seventy-five. Fuck you for MacGyver? Yes. Not out. Okay. Polly Shore. Polly Shore's at this thing. How much do you think a picture with Polly Shore costs? Oh my gosh. Is he still living off that biodome money though? Sixty bucks. Sixty bucks is fifty for, for a picture with Polly Shore. Yeah. Oh God! He better say something about my cones, or at least, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so this is the big one. Tim Curry is at GalaxyCon. How bad is his health right now, though? I kind of worry about Tim Curry and these things. Yeah. So for those that don't know, Tim Curry, who's kind of a legend. Yeah. Of, he's been on a ton of shit. Uh, Got one of the most recognizable voices out. Rocky there. Horror Picture Show. He was the clown in it. Yeah. To name a few. Legend. He was the devil in Legend. For a photo and an autograph with Tim Curry, how much do you think it is? Is it a hundred bucks? Try double that. Two hundred bucks? Yep. Now for the VIP package, which includes a photograph okay. and an autograph. Yeah. And you get to talk to Tim Curry for one minute. Whoa! whoa, whoa. For how one much minute? do you think it costs? Three fifty. Three hundred. Three. Oh. So I guess if you buy the photo and autograph. For two hundred, they're like, "Oh, sorry, you can't talk to him. You got to buy the VIP package, and that'll be a hundred dollars if you want to speak to him for a minute." Wow. Yeah, for three hundred bucks, he better come on this podcast and like give me a pair of the clown shoes he wore in it or something. Can he even speak really right now? Because he had a stroke not too long ago, right? Yeah. I just I feel bad. He, I just yeah. don't worry about you know like you kept he, seeing Stan Lee before he died. Sure. Like he looked rough, and you just kind of felt really bad. I was like. Mm-hmm. Take 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 your your Stanley. Please take a break from all this stuff. Because yeah. you're old, you're decrepit, you're you keep getting hurt and sick. Maybe you should not go to cons anymore. And then of course he passed. And there's a whole thing about his uh, estate, which is going on crazy right now. But I, I worry about some of these older guys that are going to these con, doing the con rounds. Because that's a uh, sure. I mean, that's pretty. I mean, you're moving. You're, it's like going on tour essentially. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. But yeah, so some of these prices are just fucking nuts. But I mean, hey, if they can get people to pay that. 
And I'm sure people have. Yeah, I mean, if that's what they're, that's what, if that's what they're charging, then I'm sure. So we might get a booth at Carolina Fear Fest next year. Hopefully, next year, we'll just see. do a little bit of promotion. Yeah. So just so you guys know, right now, if you want to talk to us, it's going to be two hundred bucks. <laughs> if you want to autograph, it's three hundred. Yeah. We might cut you a deal at one hundred bucks, mm-hmm. but you don't know which one you'll get to talk to. That's right. It'll be whoever's there at the moment, kind of thing. Yeah. So if you like, if you prefer me, Jason, and I'm not there, I'm sorry. You're gonna to talk to Phil for a minute, you know? Yeah. And you're not getting a refund either. Yeah, exactly. So be like, oh, I'm hanging out in my limousine. Sorry, guys. Oh my god, it's the Spook House. <laughs> yeah, that'll be three hundred dollars, ma'am. Yes, absolutely. Oh, you want us to, you know, say something on the microphone for you? That's gonna be a grand, man. Yeah. I got the golden voice over here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So I have to read a review that our buddy from Creepy Crawly Company sent in, and he makes these buttons. Yeah, he's got some really cool merch on his Instagram. Yeah, he has an Etsy page where he sells these buttons. But anyways, let me pull up the review. He says, The Spook House are two guys who grew up together discussing horror movies. They do a lot of research and are very well informed. Don't know about that. (laughs) They have hilarious banner, fun factoids, and an obvious love for the genre. The episodes are done weekly and pretty long, in a good way. They cover horror news from the time between episodes and also other things they've watched since the last episode. The episodes sound clear and professional, hopefully. (laughs) And they've got a fun, synthy theme. I've listened to the entire run since finding them on my them on instagram and look forward to hearing more nice well holy shit thanks bud <laughs> we appreciate that i really appreciate that he's got like you say yeah he's got some really cool stuff on his instagram yeah really check do. out our friend that's again the creepy crawly company yeah he's he's hit us up on instagram a couple times he's got i i told you i was gonna watch the thing prequel i promise i will i just didn't get to it i meant to get to it this month but i was a little busy but i as soon as i watch it so why does he want you to watch it he just wants us to our thoughts on the on the, the prequel does he like it? I think he said he likes it. He said I, I he watched it once. I remember I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. It just seemed. I, I remember at the time I was like, "Huh, this is kind of pointless." Uh, okay, I got gotcha. you. I think that was my general consensus, but it's been a long time since I saw that. He's. I think his notion was like he kind of enjoyed some of it, and mm-hmm. he just kind of wanted somebody else's opinion, or he just wanted to hear our thoughts on it. You know? Yeah, I'll give it a watch. Yeah, time. we'll definitely we'll get it to. We, I promise we'll get to it soon. Yeah, but uh, thanks for the review, bud. We really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So, Jason. Yes. I think it's time for a little bit of horror news. Horror news. Yeah, what's going on? Oh, in the horror world. So, yeah. first things first. So, Shout Factory, or Screen Factory, the subsidiary, which is just mainly horror movie stuff or mm-hmm. genre fair. Yeah. They actually have a huge John Carpenter collection. They do, yeah. Yes. Uh, and they always have killer artwork. Yeah, they really do releases. And stuff. I really do like Screen Factory. I've got a lot of their DVDs or Blu-rays. Yeah. They announced their lineup, or a lot of their lineup for 2019 and 2020. Uh-huh. They're doing a Big Trouble in Little China Blu-ray release. All right. So I was like, want to throw that out there because it's John Carpenter week. JC. Fuel was not a John Carpenter month. Movie. Oh, I'm sorry. John Carpenter month. Uh, the Abominable Snowman from 1957, starring Peter Cushing. That might have been it. Uh, yeah. First film for Hammer. I did not realize that. Body Parts, which I've been meaning to watch that for a long time. The 1979 version of Dracula. The Fan, which I just recently heard about, which is a slasher movie from 1981. 
which got Michael Bean in it before he was in Terminator. The fan? Yeah, not the Wasn't Wesley, that the... No, not the Wesley Snipes Robert De Niro movie. Oh, okay. This that's what, movie, I, was, this is that's what movie, I was wondering. It came out in 1981. It stars Michael Bean before he was in Terminator. Okay. And he's like a, a fan of, uh, I think, a singer. Like I've just recently heard about it, and it came out the same month as the fir- as Friday the 13th Part 2, The Burning, and Graduation Day. So they kind of yeah, got... Yeah, so that's 81. Yeah. Yeah. Or the same month, too. Not even like... Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's an early slasher movie. The the entire Fly Collection, which sounds pretty awesome, and a My Bloody Valentine Collector's Edition, along with Pet Cemetery 2 Collector's Edition. Because you definitely want to collect that one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> also, Silver Bullet, which I, I really enjoy that movie. It's I got to rewatch. I almost rewatched that the other night. Really? It's a fun yeah, little it's Yeah, a it's fun a good little werewolf Gary movie. Busey and uh, Corey Haim. Corey Haim, that's yeah. right. The kid in the wheelchair. Exactly. That was good. What year was that? That came out 85. Okay, I was going to say 86. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. Also that was a good one. Filmed in North Carolina. Really? Yes, it was. Where at in North Carolina? Uh, Wilmington? No, it wasn't filmed in Wilmington, I don't think. Huh. Uh, I forget exactly where, but I'm pretty sure it's a Stephen King, Dino De Laurentiis joint. Oh, okay. yeah, and all those movies were filmed. Stephen in... King, Spike Lee joint, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and so that was pretty much what they announced. They also got a line uh, of some NECA action figures. Man, I'm out of that game. Yeah, I, was, I mean that's that's a fun game, but that's an expensive game to get into. Yeah, that's a deep dark hole you don't want to go down. That's a my sing- friends. That's a single rich man game, right there. Next thing you know, you'll be buying the 18 inch figures, and then you're going to be like, "Oh, those movie maniacs look pretty fucking and, cool." And you're like, Let me well, buy those. Like, I don't want Nick. I'm straight McFarlane toys for fucking life. Dude, I had like the McFarlane Movie Maniacs line oh, God, back when man. they first came out. Yeah. I, had, I had the first line. It was like Leatherface, Jason, and uh, God, there's a How much are those worth unboxed? You mean boxed? Or I'm sorry, yeah, boxed. Uh, In mint condition, like l- let's say like Leatherface. Yeah. And not as much as you would think. Really? A- about 75 to 100. Cause he had that. Oh, was the the. I've seen him go for more and less. I've seen because I've seen what was it? There was one that got banned from like Toys there was, R Us. There was one that had like bloody. It was it had like blood all over the box and yeah. I think I had that one because because I know I think it was some Hellraiser figures that got banned from Toys R Us. That was kind of a big deal. Yeah. So they release a Zombieland two trailer. Okay. I really want this movie to be good. It feels like it might be five years too late. Try seven years too late, uh, you know, something like that. When did the original come out? 2011, something like that. Yeah, yeah, hmm. I really enjoy it. I think it still holds up. I haven't, it's been a little while since I've seen it, but it, I've seen it and I think it really holds up still. Yeah, it was a rather refreshing take on a it was a dying zombie genre beaten at that point. to fucking death zombie genre, yeah, which apparently <laughs> there's still some life left in it because they just keep beating the shit out of it, yeah. So I saw the trailer. What it do you think? It looks funny. It looks funny. It looks. It looks like it might be entertaining. You know. It, you know. I'm what? nervous. I'm just gonna guess here. Mm-hmm. I guarantee they pretty much just reference everything from the first one again. I hope not. It's gonna be like, hey, remember this part from the first one? Yeah, I hope. I thought about that too, dude. They're so gonna do that. You know, and they're in the white. I just hope they're gonna so- talk about Twinkies. Yeah, they're gonna talk about. I hope they don't make Bill like- Murray's gonna show up. Well, he's dead though. Well, <laughs> this is a zombie movie. They double tapped him, you remember? Yeah. Well, it'll be Dan Aykroyd this time. <laughs> or Chevy Chase. Yeah, hopefully. And he'll be a complete asshole. Burn. <laughs> so I'll watch it. 
I have very low hopes. See, I've got kind of high hopes, but and not. I thought it was kind of weird that they just started promoting this movie. It comes out in October, right? Or September? No. It comes out in like two months. October? Is it, yeah, it'll be an October movie, right? So, yeah, they usually start promoting way ahead. Yeah. But whatever, I'll give it a watch. I hope it's good. You know, I was surprised you weren't going to talk about the other zombie movie, Army of the Dead. Zack Snyder's new movie. He's making a zombie movie. Really? Yep. I've not heard about this. Yep, another zombie movie. Mm. That's what we need. And hey, have you heard of Little Monsters? It's an American Australian film that Hulu just picked up. No, I starring... remember. The, I remember the '80s movie, the '80s kid movie. Which oh, I not that one. It's starring the lead from Us, the mom, Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah, her. And. It's about like a a school that gets overrun by zombie kids. No, not cooties. That came out in 2015. Have you ever seen that? With Elijah Wood. Not that zombie children movie. (laughs) It's a new one. So if you like zombies, this is a great time for you. I feel like you hate zombie movies, Phil. You know what? At this point, I'll be honest. I hear the word zombies. I'm like, pass. I don't care. But check it out. But check it's it out. Zombies in space. <laughs> <laughs> Rob did you know Schneider that Disney is the stapler. Dude, did you know that the Disney Channel made a zombie movie last year called Disney Presents Zombies? <laughs> seriously? Yes, seriously. Jeez. I kind of want to watch that now. I don't. Can we do a Disney Channel month, please? Maybe if we go old school Disney. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, yeah, if you like zombies. Hey, looks like you got plenty of stuff coming out. Exciting time for you. I'm just gonna kick back and you know. But we can also segue this into another zombie. What? Three from Hell full trailer came out. Oh, hey, Hey. I see what you did there. Yeah, because it's directed by Rob Zombie. That's right. You You didn't have to say that. We all got it. Do you think he's legally (laughs) changed his name? Oh, from Robert Cummings to Rob Zombie. Yeah. Well, Robert Cummings sounds more intimidating. I think. You know what? I feel like a tsunami. We're about to drop a tsunami of shit on Rob Zombie. But let me say this: I do appreciate that him and his wife are outspoken vegans. Oh, I forgot and, about that. Yeah. So, hey, so no, props I genuinely guys. like Rob Zombie as a person. When I see him own things, I get really excited because I really yeah, like his insight, I, his thoughts on stuff. Yeah, he's. I can't think of one Rob Zombie movie I like. I like several of his albums. I think he's got some great, great. So albums. I, I grew up on White Zombie. I had Asher yeah. Creep 2000 on cassette. I wore it the fuck out in my walk. Oh, yeah. I've back when I was like, in like middle school. or <laughs> I could listen to Hellbilly Deluxe like anytime pretty much. Yeah, solid album. I saw him on... He was my first concert ever. I was still 99. love to go to a Rob Zombie concert because I know he puts on a fucking hell of a show. Yeah, he does. As far as movies, movies I just don't... I think he's a competent director, mm-hmm. genuinely. I just don't think he's a good writer. Definitely not. I, I know, and I'm and everything I see on Instagram, people are really excited about this. I'm just like, you know, I just don't. And I watched the trailer, and I was like, you know, didn't they all die in the last one? So well, apparently not. <laughs> so I'll just, for the record, I really like House of a Thousand Corpses, and I haven't seen it in a decade, so I can't really say much about I it. I love everything about it up until like the last ten minutes when they get down to Doctor Satan's lair, and then it just kind of. Rob Zombie's like, well, I don't know what to do from here. Just wander around for a bit. And yeah, but you can chuck the chocolate. That's something that would be in like uh, 
you know, a first-time filmmaker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he directed so, lots of music videos, but yeah. that's a different beast. I've watched House of a Thousand Corpses a lot. I genuinely love that movie. I met Bill Mosley and Sid Haig at Hardhound. Oh, nice. Guys. Yeah. And how much were their uh, autographs? It was like twenty bucks for an autograph and a picture. Oh. That's reasonable. That is reasonable. Hey, I don't mind. I'll probably throw them a little extra. I don't know. I don't mind. That seems fair. Yeah. And also, really like Devil's Rejects. It's been a while since I watched it. Yeah. I don't know if I would like it as much if I rewatched it today. Yeah. His Halloween movies. We won't go there. Yeah, that's coming up. But let's just say I was not a fan. No. Neither and, was I. And he had like Lords of Salem, which which had its moments, and I feel had, yeah. It's not and we too talked bad. about it. We talked about it. I, we appreciate that he didn't have the uh, not trailer every character meth, was yeah, trailer trash. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, I appreciated that aspect to it, and but, it had a little. It actually had atmosphere. Yeah, and some really visually some really cool shots. Mm-hmm. And thirty one just don't. <laughs> oh my gosh, thirty one. That was like him trying to recapture Devil's Rejects. I just, I was, and there was even the end. Remember the end scene where it was like a slow mo shot with a with a rock ballad playing. Yeah, it was like, oh, I see what you're doing. You're trying to do the Devil's Rejects Freebird scene. Yeah. So three from hell. I don't have high hopes. Neither. Again, it feels like Zombieland. It feels like seven years too late. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I guess you could say that. Yeah. Devil's Rejects came out like were you still in high school when that came 2005. out? 2005. Yeah, we were. July of 2005. It just it just had its 14 year anniversary. Mm. So 12 years too late. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm, I'm looking on Instagram and people are really excited about it, and I'm just like, well, I'm a big Bill Mosley fan, so who's not for the sake of like Bill Mosley, Sid Haig, and the whole cast. I want it to do good. Yeah, I want. I, I like to see horror do good. I don't. I'm not wishing. That sounds movie like we're shitting on movies, but I I love seeing like oh number one horror movie. I want to see a good Rob Zombie movie. I genuinely do. <laughs> I just have it. <laughs> I think that time may have passed if if you haven't seen one yet. I'll put it like that. <laughs> I think his best years are behind him yeah. as far as movies go. All right. So what else, Jason? All right. So last news that I've got here is. <laughs> Nick Castle's coming back for Halloween. Kills Halloween and, kills. And what, Halloween dies? Halloween and, ends. Ends, that's yeah. it. And also, Tommy Doyle is coming back. Mm-hmm. But your boy, Paul Rudd, is not going to be in it. Apparently, they offered him the role. He's doing Ghostbusters. Yeah. Which I don't blame. I mean, he's a star of Ghostbusters, or do you want to be second fiddle to... I vote, hey... Hey, Paul Rudd, come join the movie. Now, hey, Ghostbusters, take a hike. Now, because now he's worked with David Gordon. Hey, Green Ivan before. Rittman, go get me a coffee. <laughs> Almond milk, yeah. two stevias. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Beat it, <laughs> please. <laughs> Let Paul Rudd make this movie. <laughs> so, but yeah, he's worked with David Gordon Green before on, I know he was in Prince Avalanche, which was, you know, fun independent movie, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I just like, yeah, probably. I mean, he's a comedic actor now. Well, he does drama pretty well. Yeah, but this isn't a drama movie either. Is... Well, I doubt he's going to be like dropping one-liners. But I don't know. I don't know. The they way did, the first did, one was. Did. There's plenty of one-liners to be had. It's like Halloween at the Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, first of all, I love that they're bringing Tommy Doyle back. Yeah. 
I'm kind of wondering why they would ask Paul Rudd because, of course, he was in Halloween 6. Yes. And I'm a diehard Halloween 6 fan. Come at me. (laughs) But Halloween 2018 ignored all the sequels. It did. So by asking Paul Rudd to come back as Tommy Doyle, they're kind of acknowledging that, oh, Halloween 6 happened. Yeah. So that's kind of weird, right? It is, I mean, yeah, that's a little weird, but I, uh, if Paul Rudd would have come back, I would have been excited. Oh, I would have been 100%. Even okay. though, yeah. and I mentioned it earlier, I do mm-hmm. not think Paul Rudd does a good acting job in Halloween 6. I thought he was pretty good. I didn't. I thought he was very I, wooden. We'll talk about it later, but I thought <laughs> he was very wooden. Um, Maybe he saved all his charisma for Clueless. I think it was the very next thing he did right after that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, they introduced him as Stephen Paul Rudd in <laughs> Halloween yeah. 6. Oh, gosh, really? Yep. It's been a long time. Well, yeah, I believe that was his very first movie. It was his very... I remember, okay. he did, he did a, a, I remember watching an interview with him and asking him about it, and he said, oh, it's my very first movie. He did a con. He did, like, a Halloween convention. Really? Yep. Good for him. Yeah, it was pretty fucking cool, right? Yeah, good and for Paul Rudd. And this is at the height of, like, Paul rudd <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah, like, he could have been, like... Uh, I'm good. Yeah. And, and it, the fans would have been like, well, I get it. He's Paul Rudd. Exactly. But he was like, no, I'll come back. I should have flown out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a huge Halloween 6 fan. If you are too, hit me up. Yeah. We'll talk about it. He would love to talk to you about <laughs> Halloween 6. Trust me. And please do so I don't have to talk to him about <laughs> Halloween 6. That's going to be a fun episode. So. If you thought Christine was divisive. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Because while I kind of enjoyed Christine, Phil really fucking loves Halloween 6. Yeah. Yeah. I got my reasons. And hey, just the fact that the writers of the new Halloween yeah. want to bring Tommy Doyle back kind of proves that Daniel Ferens, who wrote Halloween 6, yeah. had some good ideas. He did. Yeah. but He wrote a couple Halloween comics that are pretty good. Really? Yep. I did not know that. You can You can get them on the internet. Cool. Yeah. I might, I might look into that. Yeah. So yeah. They're, anyway, they're bringing Tommy Doyle back for the new ones, and I think that's going to, I think that can be pretty interesting. Yeah. And hey, anything that kind of takes away from Laurie Schrode, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Jamie Lee, can we kind of pass the torch to somebody else, please, 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 please. So that was hey, pretty much the horror movie news. For real this. quick, I have a little theory. Okay. So I think that Halloween Kills. I bet the first scene. Remember at the very end of Halloween 2018? Yeah. Somebody picks them up in a pickup truck? Yeah. And they all jump in the back? I bet that's Tommy. You know what? That might be Tommy. Yeah. And I hope they don't have a cheesy scene where he like opens a little glass door. He's like, you guys okay back there? What Who the hell is this? What if it's he... It's Tommy. What, what is Tommy is... Grandma, who's that? Tommy Doyle. That's I your... was babysitting him the night in 1978. Hey, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Paul Rudd. <laughs> well, yeah, that makes sense. All right. Well, well, who would you like to see cast as Tommy Doyle? Danny McBride. <laughs> oh, I would love that. <laughs> but he just has the attitude of Kenny Powers. Yes. Alan, or Michael Myers, a fucking puss. <laughs> you know who, for some reason, this popped in my head, I wouldn't be mad at seeing cast is Jake Gyllenhaal? Never happened in a million years. Why? I mean, dude, this movie made a shit ton of money. It did. I feel like, J- well, he made Velvet Buzzsaw. Did you see that? I didn't. I heard. I've heard bad things. Is it any good? Yeah. 
Yeah. But he also made Nightcrawler, which is really good. Nightcrawler was awesome. Yeah. I could, I don't know. Hey, get Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, I don't, I mean, I could see that, but I don't think it would happen. What if, brace yourself. Okay. Josh Hartnett. <laughs> gosh. Please, God, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, definitely not Josh Hartnett. No. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, God, please don't do that. No. What if they're like, hey, fans of Halloween, remember Josh Hartnett? What if <laughs> it's Rain Wilson? Uh, no. He would be like, we don't need any more comedy in this movie. And he would be like the quirky one-liner comic guy. Yeah. Yeah, we don't need that. All right. Please, God, make this movie like super dark. And <laughs> it's one thing I love about Halloween 6. Yeah. It was fucking dark. It was dark. Like, Michael was pissed off. In that he movie. was mad. Like, the first time you see him, he picks up a lady and shoves her head through a fucking spike in the wall. Why is there a spike in the wall? Who knows? But, but yeah. yeah. I mean, it's great seeing Michael Myers as a fucking puppet for a cult, though. I really like that. It's really good. You know what? I don't it's really good screenwriting when the uh, the shape is actually s- just a pawn. Won't you save that sarcasm for our episode <laughs> Halloween Six, and we'll come back to that. All right. So, so that's pretty much the. I news. think that wraps up the hard news. Yeah. So better week- move on before I lay a smackdown on Jason for talking bad about H Six. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about Prince of Darkness. Yes. So Jason, before we get into it, okay, what do you think about this movie? I enjoy it. I do. I like it. I it's, do too. It's uh of the four we've done, it's probably my second favorite. Next Same. thing, you know. Same. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 fun. I wish I had seen it earlier. I feel like I'd have been avoiding this movie for a long time because I know some people don't really enjoy it that much. Yeah, it's not the easiest watch. No, it's not. And it's, it's not because I mean I don't know if you know this. This is the, the movie about the scariest thing of all. Feel math. Oh, I thought you were going to say Satan. No, math is scarier than the devil. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Overall, I enjoy it, but I see why it's almost like it doesn't follow the rules of a traditional horror movie. No. And I kind of like that. John Carpenter tried to do some different things. This came out in 87, which was like the height of slasher sequel mania. Yeah. And John Carpenter, this was his return to horror. Right, I don't think he had. I don't think he had really done one since Christine at this point. Well, since the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I yes. mean, yeah, I guess you can call Christine a horror movie. Yeah. But anyway, he had been doing a couple other like Big Trouble in Little China, Alias. Yeah, you know. So he did like action, comedy, genre, and sci-fi. Yeah. This was his return to horror, and also his return to independent filmmaking. And he wrote this movie, too, which he had Wrote, really directed, been. and did the score for. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's, you know, like I said, it's, it's kind of an overlooked one, I guess, maybe, in his, his mm-hmm. genre. It's the second one in his uh, Apocalypse trilogy. Yeah. Which is The Thing, this one, and In the Mouth of Madness, which we'll probably get to at some point on this one. Which I haven't seen yet. I've seen it. It's not my favorite. Okay. Yeah. So this came out October 23rd, 1987. Okay. The day before I was born. Oh. Uh, yep. I was born on the 24th of 87. Oh, look at that. Yep. Look at that. So I like to think, I kind of like that there are was you, a movie. Are you, the, are you the, from the canister? Or I think so. <laughs> I like to think that, you know. <laughs> are you a seven-year-old alien Satan? Yes. <laughs> 
I, did, I just like to think that somebody, maybe one of my family members, stopped by the movie theater to watch this. <laughs> on the way. And then they went to my arrival <laughs> onto this earth. <laughs> Could happen, man. Stranger things. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it came out in 87. Yes. Had a budget of $3 million and gained $14 million, So pretty successful. Ish. Well, yeah. I yeah, mean, well, hey, I guess in the, 80s, in the yeah, 80s, that was a success. I'll take that. Yeah. 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 The uh, movie stars Victor Wong. From Three Ninjas. That's right. <laughs> I was going to get there. You just had to jump right into it. He was he's, also in Big uh, Trouble in Little China. Yeah. He's he's the teacher in this movie. Yes. Yeah. But of course, of Three Ninjas fame. So if you were uh, a boy in the 90s, you've seen Three Ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> and it's great. I watched it not too long ago. It's literally I'm like, hey, what do kids like? Home Alone. What else they like? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. All right, well, let's <laughs> combine the sense. two of them. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I gotta watch that again. It's it's a fun watch. Cool. So we also have Jameson Parker. He plays Brian Marsh. I guess you could call him Young Tom Atkins. He's that mustache is loud. Exactly. So I, I like to call him young Tom Atkins. And it's also lopsided. I don't know if you noticed that. I didn't notice that. So yeah. like one side definitely comes down like about a three quarters inch longer yeah, than okay. the other side. It's just like that. just want to <laughs> just fix that up. <laughs> we have Lisa Blunt who plays Catherine. She's the female lead. Would you say she has a mullet? The Kentucky well, waterfall, if you will. <laughs> what? <laughs> you can never heard a mullet called a Kentucky waterfall? I have not. No. Okay. Would but she kind of does. Yeah, she's kind of got that 80s female mullet going. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Did you know that she died in 2010? Now I feel bad. Thanks, Yeah. Bill. Okay. No, I did not know <laughs> okay. she passed away. I'm sorry. So she had a a disorder called ITP. I forgot what it stands for, but it's basically when you have low levels of platelets in your blood. Oh, They okay. don't clot properly or oh, something. Okay. Like a hemophiliac. Uh yeah, something like that. Okay, but yeah, she died, twenty ten. Oh well, so R.I.P. She yes. did a good job for this movie. She I did. Now we also have Dirk Blocker plays Mullins. I wrote that name down when I saw it because I was Dirk like, Blocker. Dirk Blocker. Yeah. <laughs> Who was also in Poltergeist? Yeah, I think he was like one of the. Remember, like her husband, the the guy's friends that were over to watch football. And yeah. Stuff. I, or maybe he was the neighbor. Yeah. Who he was like arguing about the TV with. I, I don't know. Anyways, it's, he been, wasn't, it's been probably 15 years. Since I've and seen also, guys. brace yourself, Night of the Scarecrow. The 1995 <laughs> classic. We are doing that at some point. Oh, God. I don't look forward to that day. Oh, I look so forward to it's it. It's a movie I introduced to Jason. Like, it was a, it's a 1995 kind of piece of shit. I mean, it's decent. Oh, I forgot. Say, like, I watched The Dentist, and I, I just, I, re- I had a, uh, a realization last week when I watched The Dentist. Ninety slashers were all about your workplace, because you think about it, there was The Dentist, huh. Dentist Two, Ice Cream Man, oh. Doctor Giggles. <laughs> you remember Doctor Giggles? That VHS cover. Yes. You remember the surgeon with the head and the the IV bag? The surgeon. No. Okay. Well, I do. Okay. And there was one other one I saw. I was like, so Nani's This is an interesting theory you have. We're here. all about just where you worked. Scarecrow. The Scarecrow. <laughs> you're farming out there. Right? <laughs> That's right. Farming is mo- one of the most important jobs. I think you're on to something, Jason. I am. I'll write a thesis on it. 
So we also have Dennis Dunn. He plays Walter. I like Dennis Dunn. Yeah, he was in Big Trouble in Little China. He was. He was the uh, the, yep. the the hero, if it was mm-hmm. ever Kurt Russell. And I guess you could say he's like the comic relief in this. He's kind of yeah, like the he silly is, guy. He's, yeah, he's kind of the the funny. He's because he's always got a he a date with a trial attorney that weekend. Mm. Now we also have Jesse Ferguson yeah. plays Calder. Now he was in Boys in the Hood, and he played the cop. He was the racist cop. Yeah, he was yeah, the racist black. He was cop. the racist black cop. Yep. So Jesse Ferguson, he died a few months ago. Oh man. Yeah. He had a stroke. He, he was a highlight of this movie for me. Yeah, yeah, he was. He like really went all in with his character. He, microbiology professor. Yeah, and he goes nuts. Yeah, like, like I really, stabs himself in the throat at yeah, one point. I really enjoyed his character and how how it went. Yeah, and we also have Alice Cooper, leader of the homeless people. And you realize he was on the in the movie because his manager was a producer on on this movie. That's right. Yeah. And I believe it was his producer that introduced him to John Carpenter. OJC himself. Now, do you know where they met? John Carpenter, Alice Cooper. No. Where? You would Baseball never, game? You would never guess this. Was it Arizona Diamondbacks game? WrestleMania 2. Holy shit, that's pretty awesome. John Carpenter and Alice Cooper met at WrestleMania 2. There's a sentence I never thought I would <laughs> yeah. say. I love how, like, it's, when you see Alice Cooper when he's not being, you know, that shtick Alice Cooper, mm-hmm. how, like, down to earth he is. Like, he loves oh, yeah. golf and he, lo- he watches baseball. He has a, a sports bar that's, like, just nothing but, like, nice. baseball games. All right. So the movie kind of kicks off with the longest credit scenes ever. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> Nine minutes to be exact. Oh, gosh. Yeah. You, you, it, did you time it? Or do you, I, I, re- I read something about it, but yeah, I was like, man, this <clears throat> this credit scene is going on for a long time. Yes. But it starts off with John Carpenter's sweet synth intro. Yes. The music in this is fucking great. ominous so i think the score just kind of runs through this movie the whole time it really is i you know you think about it because i watched it again before i came over uh-huh and the music really does kind of play throughout there's really not much yeah there's like this background it's like doom doom yeah doom doom like just yeah. going in the background the whole time and i, I like it uh-huh. i think it adds a sense of dread and yeah yeah i do too and then of course between the credits you're seeing a dead priest that's right. Who's I guess a very old dead priest who has a chest on his on his chest mm-hmm. essentially. Oh, you forgot to say Donald Pleasance is also in this movie. That's right. Oh, of course. Did you catch what his last name was by the way in this movie? No. Loomis. What? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> really, John? Come on. Yeah. But yeah, he comes in and he's talking to one of the nuns, and you find out that he had a meeting the the deceased priest mm-hmm. with the archbishop of that area uh-huh 
And before they had this meeting, he had passed away. And then there was this chest with an odd key in it. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, you're also seeing cuts between the other characters in the college. You know, yeah, they're yeah. at I think it was at USC when they filmed this, which is where JC went to college. That's right. And apparently, they could only film there for like one day, which is weird. You feel like there's constantly somebody filming on USC. You would think USC hmm. or UCLA, considering what else has been filmed there. Well, I just feel like since it's in LA. And everybody, oh, like, right. all those, there's so many filmmakers that come from those two schools, you yeah, would think. Makes now, sense. granted, USC's a private school and UCLA's a public school, so it's maybe a little bit easier to get yeah. on UCLA. And it's around this time that you see a shot of these, just an ant hill. There's, like, ants everywhere in this movie. Yeah. Which is, really, there's a lot of, not just ants, there's bugs. Yeah, there's a lot of really bugs and ants really and worms and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I do too. Good I do shit. too. Kind of adds a creepiness vibe. Yeah. Like, oh, things are getting weird, so mm-hmm. all the bugs are going crazy. Yeah. And we see the Three Ninjas guy, Victor Wong, Grandpa from Three Ninjas, Rocky Tum Tum Colt. <laughs> that one. <laughs> he's teaching a class, and he's teaching a class about what would you say? He... Theoretical physics. Yeah. So he's talking about like subatomic particles. Yeah. And, like, questioning reality, yeah. like what is real and what isn't. We see Donald Pleasant. He's typing a letter to the science department. He's reading the diary too. Mm-hmm. He's like, the old, "Oh, this, the old this guy. is urgent. Yes. We gotta, we gotta meet up." And you found out that they had previously Victor Wong and Donald Pleasant's character had previously had a debate on the BBC mm-hmm. about I'm assuming religion and science and that kind of thing. Sure. Now this is like ten minutes into the movie, and the synth still going. Oh yeah, still John JC is still pounding that synth. Mm-hmm. But it works. I like it. I'm not yeah, complaining. It really does. So, Donald Pleasance and I'm just gonna call him Grandpa. Okay. They get to the church and they unlock a door. And they discover a room with this container in it. It looks like a giant lava lamp. Exactly. Now this green container it was pretty neat. I couldn't exactly. I wanted to be like it looked kind of like the ooze from Terminator from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. It's supposed to be. Satan in a can. It's, the, I guess, kind of the essence of alien Satan. Mm. We'll get more into kind of what... It makes yeah. sense, I promise. If you haven't seen this movie, and you're, it's about an alien who's the Satan, and he's in a canister. Yeah. I promise it makes sense if you watch the movie. But I'm hoping if you're listening to this podcast, you've at least seen it. Yeah, yeah. And Grandpa tells the class they're taking a little field trip. Well, Donald Pleasance kind of explains what's up with this, this church. And watch okay. it shut down. He explains that this, he was a guardian priest for a sect that not even the Vatican really knew about. Oh. Which is kind of a big deal because the Vatican should know about everything unless they don't know about it. And then, well, we won't make any jokes about that kind of thing. Oh, fuck the Vatican Church. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? And People then, gave Sinead O'Connor so much shit when she ripped up that picture. Oh, gosh. They're like, you can talk about the Catholic Church. They're great. But like, mm. are they didn't they just like find a bunch of bodies at the Vatican? Probably. There's so much shit in the Vatican that. It's just... Yeah, yeah. I have no problem shitting on them. Well, they didn't want to make any child molestation jokes. Is what I was getting at. Right. Oh, and so at this point, Grandpa mm-hmm. has canceled classes. So he explains to them that they're going to go help out the archdiocese of the area. Yeah. On a very specific thing that he can't really tell anybody about. That's right. So they they get to the church, and we... Oh, you're missing out on one little special part, Phil. What's that? When Brian hits on Catherine, 
in a very awkward way. And How then, so? Well, he he makes a joke and it makes her uh, he makes a sexist joke oh, and it makes right. her uncomfortable. And then he apologizes to work. And then that's like the end of the scene. And then the next time you see them, they're waking up in bed together. I that's like, well, right. I was like, huh. That was quick. It was. You remember that awkward was when, like, in the fog. That's right. When Jamie Lee Curtis and Tom Atkins just wound up, you know, in bed together. It was like, huh? Yeah. So JC, I'm starting to see a little bit of a trend here. Yeah. John Carpenter's like, yeah, I guess they. We'll give together. him a love interest, okay? They're, yeah. They're, it's the '80s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is around the first time they see like the old lady pushing a shopping cart outside the church. Yes. She has like bugs all over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're starting to see homeless folks are kind of crowding around. And you also see Alice Cooper for the first time. Alice Cooper is the homeless leader. Yes, he is the, the, the king of the homeless. That's what I was calling him. King the, of the homeless. Yes. Have you ever seen Street Trash? Probably not. That's nope. okay. <laughs> nope. The only other Alice Cooper movie I've seen is Freddy's Dead. Yeah, that's probably about oh, well, Monster Dog. Which I yeah, that's right. Either. You talked about that on the podcast. Not a good movie. Yeah. Oh, you're also finding out that they're not the only. There's lots of students and professors that are also helping out on this specific task. And Donald Pleasant shows up. So one of the creepier moments on the movie, to me anyway, was when this old homeless lady comes up to him in this super distorted voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. What does she say? She rubs his, his hand against his face and she says in this super distorted voice, I want to thank you for opening up the church again. And I was like, well. It's not weird at all. This is creepy. Aren't there like worms all over the windows and stuff? Yes, there's worms on the windows. There's bugs on these homeless people's faces. No, all the homeless people are like surrounded this church. Yes. And Walter sees them. And mm-hmm. I feel like he's like way too cool about it. He's like, uh, they're just crazy. It's like, <laughs> mm, it's kind of weird. Maybe call the cops or something. Yeah. But it's the 80s. They just let everything happen. Yeah, they're like, uh, people just, I mean, if you were at home and like there was just a group of people outside staring at your house, would you just be like, "Uh, it's the Reagan 80s. What can go wrong? Hey. (laughs) Yeah. So Walter isn't phased by them. They're seeing, you're starting to see kind of what's going on here. They're going over this book that was in there next to the canister. Yeah. And you're finding out this book is at least 2,000 years old. Which is how long this this sect of the Catholic Church has been protecting this one area, mm-hmm. and they're getting at all these things like uh, differential equations, which weren't invented at the time. Uh, this one girl is typing out the book with all these in, in Latin and numbers and Greek, all mm-hmm. kinds of different languages. And Walter's freaked out because like, well, that's weird because we didn't invent theoretical uh, or differential equations two thousand years ago. Hmm. So that's when you kind of feel like, so something's really weird here. Did you pick up on the part where the lady that was carbon dating the container, I think she said it was like 7,000 years old? 7 million. Oh, okay. 7 million. Well, yes. my brain doesn't even know the difference between like Do you 7,000, like 7 million, what's the difference? Yeah, I mean, basically. <laughs> yeah. Like once you get to a certain number of years, like your brain just stops being able to comprehend how yeah yeah like <laughs> you know there's a big difference between three million and seven million yeah but it's like yeah it, <laughs> it just doesn't compute yeah, exactly that's, that's yeah anyways so that's around the time they find the pigeon on the cross right yeah and uh one of the i think he's one of the computer guys yeah he's yeah. trying to leave and the calder who was uh alice cooper not alice cooper oh uh Jesse Ferguson. Yeah, Jesse Ferguson. Boys in the Hood. Exactly, yes. 
He's he's the one that's telling him like, no, you need to stay. We're on the verge of something ginormous here because you're starting to think that maybe there's you know obviously something with the devil with Satan, mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. And then he's like, no, I'm gone. And then he leaves <laughs> and he sees the pigeon that's been crucified. Yeah, that's right. And then he gets surrounded by all the homeless people. Yes. Then Alice Cooper stabs him with. A giant pole or something? It was a bicycle that had a giant spike on it, which uh, I don't know if you, you did any research. That was his uh, one of his props from his show. Yeah, I did hear that. Yeah. And did you know the music that the guy was listening to? He had headphones around his neck. Yeah. That was Prince of Darkness by Alice Cooper. Oh, well, look at that. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> the lady that was carbon dating the container, yes. she goes downstairs. I forgot her name. And she Susan. Walks- I think this was Susan. Yeah, I believe you're right. And she walks up to the container, and it hawks a big old loogie in her mouth. <laughs> it just kind of squirts some water. It really does. Yeah, squirts some devil juice in her mouth. <laughs> and I was like, well, that there's your problem. Yeah. Well, no, she walks in because she sees that it's leaking up. And I'm just like, uh-huh. well, that's not how things usually work in yeah. my experience. Yeah. And then it shoots her right in her mouth. And I was mm. like, well, that's probably pretty gross. You nasty. Yeah, that's going to at least get infected. Yeah, that's how they like. That's how you get pink eye, thing. actually. That's exactly how I got oh, pink eye. That's how you got pink eye? That's how I got pink eye. Oh, God, keep, keep that away. <laughs> and after Susan gets infected, we get, um, I forgot the guy's name. He walks downstairs. He's looking for Susan. And Susan breaks his neck. Yes. Right? Kind of Which, a weak kill. You know, yeah. in the this movie has some pretty strong kills in it. They're mm-hmm. not graphic kills for the most part, but they are pretty different. That's just kind of standard by the numbers, you know. Let's get this neck snap doing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, also, you find out in this book, there's lots of conversations in this movie between Grandpa and Doctor or Priest Loomis, Father Loomis. Yeah, there's a lot of exposition in this. Yeah, movie. and it's the only thing that kind of too much sometimes. Me about this movie is like a, they would have some sort of epiphany, and then this, the second after they have that epiphany, it happens. Oh <laughs> yeah, okay. And then anyway, they're talking about, it and they say, so seven million years ago, give or take, an alien birthed Satan or an anti god, which is what they started calling him in this movie. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, you know what? Cool. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> we'll ride with it. I'll ride with it. Yeah. JC, you got me. <laughs> Oh, and then we get this nice, nice, fun interaction between Walter and the theology student who's getting her PhD. They're drinking a sweet silver bullet. That's a Coors Light to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. And he, and there ha- he kind of hits on her, not like aggressively so. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, you could pass for Asian, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember that. And it's like, what was her name, Lisa? I believe? Yeah, I believe yeah. it was Lisa. And then she looks out and he's like, well... I guess this is just not my weekend, man. <laughs> now, isn't this when the guy behind the building gets stabbed? Yes. Yes. That was a pretty cool, pretty cool scene. Or not necessarily then, but uh-huh. like when he shows up later. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's definitely my favorite part yes. of the scene. He try- anyway, he tries to leave, and then, of course, again, the homeless folks, they surround him, mm-hmm. and they stab him. That's right. Stab them up real good. And there's bugs everywhere. Lots of beetles around them yeah. everywhere. I got a question for you, Phil. Yep. If you were an actor, mm-hmm. and they told you, like, hey, we're going to put these beetles all over your face and you can't freak out, uh-huh. how would you react? Uh, also, you if, if you step on any of these bugs, you're in a lot of trouble. I think I could, I'd be okay with it. 
Oh, did they not step on the bugs? Well, I know that you know, the Humane Society, even bugs, even like bugs are protected. Oh, really? I remember in Creep Show, like uh, George Romero talked about the hardest thing was having all the the roaches in that one scene because uh-huh. they all had to be like accounted for. Oh my! Like, God. At the end of every scene, so most of them are like a like peanut shells or that kind of thing. It looks kind of like roaches, but for like all the other roaches that are there, uh-huh. and if any of them like died or whatever. Like they had to be accounted for and shit. Like it was the hmm. most frustrating thing. So Bug I mean, I, I think I'd be okay thing. with it. It'd be rough. It'd be rough. Yeah. And we get our first dream sequence at this point. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. And it's a was shot on videotape. Mm-hmm. And then they filmed the TV. Yeah. It was yeah. a weird, weird kind of thing. It was very effective. But you find out anybody that sleeps in this church has this weird dream. Yeah. Where anybody that's in the vicinity of this canister with yes devil juice in it has these weird <laughs> dreams and it's a dream of like like this black figure coming out of the church yeah you can't and it's kind of smoky behind it. you can't really make out who or what it is and then before like it comes out that person would always wake up uh-huh. like it happened to victor wong it happened to was it lisa who had the dream too there's one or two other people like you see this sequence a couple times yeah it's repeated throughout the movie Yes. And Jesse Ferguson plays the cloaked character. Oh, I did not know that. Yep. So then Susan spits into Lisa's mouth <laughs> in a scene where you think Susan's going to like crawl up on the bed and it's yeah, like, oh. She kind of appears and Susan's like, she starts to say like, hey, I'm here. Like, what's going on? And then before she can do anything, Susan's right in her mouth. Yeah. Spits right into her mouth. Which I'm sure is a fetish for some folks these days. <laughs> now... Remember the lady with the crucifix bruise? See, where did she get this bruise from? Because I remember what she banged her, but it was like the elbow. She was acting so nonchalant. It was like, oh, I got this bruise on my arm and it's shaped like a crucifix. It's like an upside down cross. What could that be? That's weird. She's like, oh, I'm sure it's nothing. Yeah, I was kind of like, you know, you're in a church where there's probably a canister and this (laughs) canister is full of the devil and you've got a bruise that's turning out to look like a cross. Maybe you should kind of investigate that a little bit further. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Lisa and Susan, they kill this guy. This is around the time that the group sees the guy out in the parking lot that was stabbed earlier. Yes. Am I missing something? No, 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 that's that pretty much it. So the group sees the guy out in the parking lot that was stabbed earlier. I've got a message for you, and you're not going to like it. Look at his chest. Jesus Christ! He just starts collapsing because his body's turned into bugs. Yeah. And it's just a really creepy effective shot yeah like it's it's my favorite part of the entire movie and i remember when i saw it a couple months ago for the first time mm-hmm. that's the, the first thing whenever i think of this movie i always think of thought of that uh-huh. particular scene yeah it's the thing to me anyway that sticks out the the most that i always remember from it, even more so than the end yeah yeah it's it's really effective it's really scary it's very atmospheric probably to me like i said it's probably the scariest part of the movie to me yeah it's fair it's a, like a really 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 well shot thing and we also oh Calder walks in on Lisa. That's right. She's been juiced at this point. 
Yeah. Juiced? She's been juiced. Okay. That's what I started calling her. Right. Like, oh, she's been juiced. Uh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And she's typing out with a huge uh, uh, daze on her face. Oh, that's right. Lisa's staring off into the distance and typing rapidly. And it says, I live. I live. I live. And, and you will not be saved by the Holy Ghost or plutonium. So apparently John Carpenter just said, like, somebody asked him, like, what's this all mean? He was like, oh, it was just a bunch of meaningless shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of is. The plutonium part, I was like, well, hey, you will not be saved science. by the God plutonium. No. And I'm assuming that's like bombs. That's a, yeah, kind of like yeah. radiation and stuff. Yeah. And also, you will not be saved. Yeah. So, oh, creepy. And then as soon as that happened, Susan juices the microbot called her right in the face that's right she juices him right in the face he's been juiced another part that i always remember that's when calder is like calder. walking up and, and he's singing amazing grace really that's loudly. right and he's really selling the scene he's yeah. like giving it his all yeah like i was like this is pretty doing pretty well i thought it was one of my favorite parts yeah and he's like dragging a chair behind him and then yes. he snaps a piece of wood off of his chair and jams it into his throat and just slices his throat Crazy pants. Yeah. Crazy pants. Crazy pants. <laughs> Second episode in a row, you said crazy pants. I'm going to say it every episode. <laughs> Please do. Get a crazy pants counter. Everybody <laughs> take a shot. Jason said crazy pants. <laughs> yeah. Then we see the lady in bed with stuff juice coming out of her face. She didn't get juice. She got bruised. Oh, that's right. The lady with the bruise. Yeah, that's who that is. Yeah. yeah she just has like what? this liquid pouring yeah. out of her face up into the ceiling. So that's pretty bizarre. Yeah. And that's when uh, Walter sees this. And Susan tries to juice Walter. Uh huh. Unsuccessful juicing. That's right. <laughs> yeah, shit gets really fucking crazy yeah, at this now, point. This movie's kind of slow. There's a lot of exposition. There's a lot mm -hmm. of explaining things. Yeah. Now, it's not boring explaining things like some movies can be. It can drag at times. It can drag a little bit. But as soon as it gets to like, this point, as soon as the mm -hmm. bug guy happens, that's when like it really like, kicks into high gear. Yeah, yeah. And then they barricade themselves inside this room. Yeah. And like Walter is trapped in the room. With He's in with them, with the Susan and Lisa, Lisa and... And the bruise lady. The bruise lady. I forgot her name. Yeah. Who's and he's locked himself in a closet. Mm -hmm. They can't get to him. But the other guys, uh, they're all in the same... The separate room, but it's adjacent to Walter's. Yeah, they're on the other side of the wall. Brian tries to sneak out the window to see if he can get help. Mm -hmm. But of course, as soon as this happens... The street urchins. Yeah, but I mean, he could have just hopped the little fence there. That was kind of driving me crazy with a couple points. Yeah, it was like, like, just hop. Uh, just. Yeah, the guy who also got killed by Alice Cooper in the bike, I was like, I know you don't want to hop this fence right here, but I feel like you probably could. It would have oh. been better than like... Yeah, totally. Clearly, these, these 
homeless folks have bad intentions. At the very worst, I mean, he doesn't know yeah. what's going on at that point. At the very worst, you're going to get robbed. But, yeah, but either way, uh, Mr. Mustachio, man, he decides like, oh, well, I'm just going to jump back into the window and have the group pull me back up because, God forbid, I hop this fence. Yeah. So they get him back inside. Yep. Now, the lady that had the bruise on her arm, she has a pregnant belly. And she's also, her face is like melting. Yeah, she's like turning into just, like her skin is melting off or something. Yeah, it's really weird. And it's like, a, you know, you ever had a bad sunburn? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Think like that, but multiply it by 100. Yeah, that's a good description. You know, like, you know, like, it's two days after that when it's not even flaking anymore, it's just like scab. Yeah. That's kind of what's going on with her face. Now, this is a kind of random part, but Walter, he tries to joke with the with Lisa and yeah. Susan. He He's says, like, hey, you guys see any movies you like? <laughs> and then he tells a joke. And at, around this time, it kind of drags for a bit. It does. It's, it's kind of like shit started popping off there for a minute. Yeah. And then there's like more exposition. It's like, mm-hmm. no, you don't. We're past the point of like trying to explain what's going on. Also, it's, I'm saying that Donald Pleasance is shit in this movie. Really? Yeah. I thought he was okay. Nah. I mean, he seems a little bored. Maybe a little drunk. Probably. So I'm saying... According uh, to I'm, Danielle Harris... Yeah. Uh, Oh, Dr. Loomis was hitting the hooch. Part five? Set. Yeah, on set quite a bit. I can I can see that, yeah. She said that like at the time, she didn't really know what the smell was, but like looking back, it was like, oh, that was whiskey breath. <laughs> <laughs> so, maybe there was a little bit of that as well. But yeah. I thought he did okay. Nah, I thought I he was shit. I didn't hate him. No, nah, I didn't like him. But, I'm yeah. just going out there. I didn't like Doctor. I didn't like. I didn't like. Okay. Donald Pleasant this movie, and I didn't like the character either. I thought the character was kind of like written somewhat poorly, mm-hmm. and I thought he kind of right at him like he didn't give a shit. Almost like, okay, John, I'll do you this one favor. Huh. Okay. That's how it I must have been gearing up for that Halloween four. Yeah. This is right around the same time. Or Halloween five, maybe. Or maybe he was reading. Well, no. Or maybe he was Halloween reading. four was eighty eight. Halloween 5 was 89. Uh, this was 87. Okay. I was about so. to say, I was, maybe he's reading the script for Halloween 5. I was like, God damn it. I've got to do this movie. <laughs> oh, man. And it's just bleeding over to his performance. Oh, <laughs> well, save that. We'll get to that piece of shit later. <laughs> so anyways, so the lady is on the bed. She's all bloody. And she starts using her telekinetic powers. to. Oh, kinda... she, she wakes up. Uh-huh. And she's not pregnant anymore. Yeah. I don't know what that was about, but whatever. She looks at Walter. Mm-hmm. And yes, she uses her telekinetic powers. To kind of like crack the door? Yeah. And at this point, Walter loses shit. As you would. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Exactly. I don't think if I was in an area where somebody used their telekinetic powers, like a leper. Yeah, but around this time, the group that's on the other side of the wall, they've already kind of like chiseled through the wall because they're trying to break Walter out. Out. Yeah, because Walter's trapped in his closet. So... They finally break through enough to where Walter climbs through the other side. Yep. And, you know, the, the I don't know, zombie ladies. the Lisa juiced, and Susan. Yeah, the juiced ladies. They're trying yes. to get to Walter. And it's funny. They finally, they open the door. The door gets open and Walter gets out in time. Mm-hmm. But Lisa and Susan get through the hole that they've created. And they're just getting pummeled with bricks, which is funny. Yeah. And which, Lisa, by the way, in the most weak-ass brick smashing scene i've ever <laughs> yeah. seen they're like Ugh. and it's so funny because like, oh my god come on like lisa was a uh 
she wouldn't say she was a, like a smallish girl, but she was, you know, your average type. But when it's, it's clearly yeah. like a stunt person that's getting hit by bricks, that she's like taller than everybody. Yeah, and yeah. Walter okay. throws her out the window. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> that's right. They throw both of them out the window. And I was like, oh, yeah. Just, just like you used to do back in Big Trouble in Little China, I'm just kicking ass. Yeah. So this is around the time that we see the, the burn lady, pregnant bruised lady. Yes. Whose skin is falling off. She's mm-hmm. standing in front of the mirror. Like a makeup mirror. She sees the makeup mirror first. Oh, that's right. She's yeah. holding a little pocket makeup mirror. Yeah. And she's like she stares sticking at sticking her fingers through the mirror. Yeah. At this point, she walks out and then she kind of walks out and Donald Pleasant's hiding behind some room. Uh-huh. And she walks into another room which has a giant mirror. Yeah. And she's like sticking her arm through the mirror. Yes. I'm assuming she's like, she's trying to cross through the other side of the mirror, Mm -hmm. and behind the mirror is the devil? I'm assuming, yes, or the anti-god or whatever they call it. Yeah, whatever. But first, uh, before this happens, Donald Pleasant chops off Carter's head. Yes. And then he also chops off the leopard, whatever her name is. Yeah, whatever her name is. She just grows another fucking arm. Yeah, that's right. And then he's like, well... Watch this. I'm going to chop your head off. Yep. Well, she just puts her head back on and, you know, as good as new. And I was like, whoa, crazy pants. Yeah. Again with the crazy pants. (laughs) Now, Catherine, who kind of pops up again. Yep. She kind of sacrifices herself and she pushes leper lady and throws herself through the mirror at the same time. Perfect form tackling by Catherine. Yeah. And then the mirror shatters. Oh, no. Donald Pleasant throws the axe at the mirror. As oh, soon as, that's uh, right. As yeah, he says like a little stuff in Latin, and then he throws the axe at her. Yes. So now, shatters. like the gateway is kind of sealed off. Yes. So couldn't Catherine have just like ran up behind this lady and pushed her? You know, I was thinking that too, but I guess you know she's she, when she does something, she wants to make sure it's done right. Oh, okay. And perfect form tackling by her, and she just kind of. Sacrifice herself for the greater good. Yeah, so Brian's chagrin because yeah, Brian yeah. gets very sad about it. So this. the homeless people leave. The cops come. Dump. Also, good luck explaining this to the cops. Right, I was thinking that too. <laughs> like, huh? Okay, everybody's dead, and you said this person who's not here anymore did it. Yeah, and that yeah, person went whatever. to the mirror. Come here, buddy. You're going downtown. <laughs> so Donald Pleasance is on the stretcher, and he's like, "We stopped it." And you don't get good stretcher scenes anymore, by the way. Oh, yeah. They didn't get good stretchers. The last good one I can think of was Jeff Bridges on... Uh, have you ever seen the movie The Squid and the Whale? Yes. Remember when he's... I love at, that movie. I love it, too. But remember he's like, he gets a stretcher and he looks at his wife and he says something that's like a calls her a bitch. And like, that was I haven't watched st- that in a while. Okay. Well, that's the last good stretcher scene I can think of. Okay. Yeah, yeah. you don't see those a lot these days. No, you don't. So, after the stretcher scene, <laughs> we get a dream sequence. Yes. Between... Uh, so Brian yes. has a dream sequence, mustache man. He's dreaming, has a nightmare. It's the same dream that everybody's been having. That's right. But during this dream, we see that the cloaked figure is actually Catherine. Mm-hmm. Now, it also says from 1999. Oh. Because it was coming from the future. Oh. There was some talk earlier yeah, about yeah, the yeah. future, and it was going the speed of light so fast that it would look slow. So there's some talks about the future. Okay. So what this kind of means is that 
when they were seeing all these dreams, it was coming from 1999, and at night and in 1999, to me anyway, this when is this when the the Antichrist <laughs> will emerge from this crazy church, and that's when the world is going to end. Okay, and Catherine has become the Antichrist. Got it. Or it could just be a random fucking dream. All right, cool. Either way, Mustache Man wakes up, mm-hmm. rolls over, sees Catherine in bed, nightmare, wakes up again. That old trope. Old double nightmare. Yeah, double nightmare. He wakes up, and the last shot of the movie is just him staring into the mirror. He's reaching out for it, and right before he touches right the before mirror, he touches it. Roll credits. Roll credits. So, in the movie. Yeah. Now, what did you think of the ending? I kind of liked how foreboding it was and how, not necessarily ambiguous, but how it seems like maybe whatever they did have, may have all been for naught if his dream is to be believed that in 1999, Catherine's coming back and she's taking shit over uh-huh. as alien Satan. Okay. What did you think of the end? It was okay. I mean, the whole, like, it, I felt like it needed like a bigger climax, sort of. Yeah, okay, it did kind of end. It just kind of ended, yeah. and it was like, was the lady with the the bruise that turned into the leper lady? Yeah. So I guess she was like the big villain, but yes. even then, it was like, oh, they pushed her through a mirror, and <laughs> uh, movie over. Yeah. It was okay. Didn't knock my socks off. No, but it, I really enjoy this movie. Uh, maybe they could have added a little bit more to it as far as the ending goes. I like that. John Carpenter tried to do something different. Yeah, that's you for know? sure. Yeah, that's for sure. And I like these kind of topics, like theoretical physics and stuff, like breaking down, like what is reality and yeah, yeah. So that's it's an interesting take for a horror movie. Absolutely, like. absolutely. Where does this movie stand on your list of devil movies? Well, when you say devil movies, I mean like The Exorcist. I'm trying to think of other like House of the Devil. Have you seen that one? I only saw it once when it first came out, uh-huh. and I liked it. Yeah. I got to rewatch that. It's on Shudder. Okay. Yeah, I'll give that a rewatch, but I thought it was pretty good. You know, there's also like As Above, So Below. I never saw a devil. Oh, the one when they're in the elevator? Yeah. I've also never seen Rosemary's Baby or The Omen. I've never seen Rosemary's Baby either. Hmm. You know, I'm saying it. I'm not a big fan of The Exorcist. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan either. You know, it is a great devil movie, though. End of Days with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. <laughs> but I'm also not a really big devil movie fan, I guess. It just doesn't seem... Hmm. I don't know. It just doesn't really do it for me, I guess. But this would rank higher. Pretty high up for me as I guess far it as would help one. if you believe in the devil. Sure. Which, you know, I'm which still on don't. the fence about... I'm not atheist or anything, but I'm not super religious at the same time. Yeah. It's like, oh, there's this boogeyman that lives <laughs> underground and he does everything that's evil. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. So, devil movies. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've never really thought about that a whole lot, but I like this movie. Yes. What do you give it on a one to ten scale? Seven and a half. Yeah, same here. Yeah. It's kind of slow. A lot of exposition. Yeah, yeah. Atmosphere is good. Yeah. It's it's definitely well thought out, is mm-hmm. kind of explaining because of how well thought it is. Because you're you're just kind of touching on applied physics and theoretical physics, which uh, yeah. me and you are not going to understand because we're not. 
I kind of felt like this movie could have used a few set changes. It's like they're in this building the the whole time. Pretty much, yeah. It's just like they kind of go from this room to this room. Yeah. And yeah, overall, though, it's it's a solid movie. Yeah, I think so. Worth a watch. Definitely. So this is the end of our John Carpenter month. Is it is it over already? Yeah, yeah, that's it. We've done our we've done our four. So what would you? How would you rank the four movies that we've done? Probably the same way you're going to rank them. The thing, the Prince thing, of Darkness, Prince of Darkness, the fog. the fog, Christine. Yep. All right. So I guess we're all in agreement on that one. No way, dude. Christine's way better than the thing. <laughs> okay, I like Christine. Blasphemy. And I'm almost going to stop this podcast right now because you said you just uttered such a such a word. And I enjoyed Christine. Oh my god! You know what? Yeah, I'm sure since this podcast, Christine is going to hold some special place in my heart, and I will probably <laughs> from now on, every couple years or so, go back and rewatch it. Yeah, just because, like, I mean, I get why some people like it, kind of. Uh, uh huh. Well, I, we did a whole episode about it. You yeah, we listen did. Listen to my thoughts on it. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Phil, Phil certainly waxes poetic on how much he hates that fucking movie. <laughs> also, they mentioned about how his girlfriend hated that fucking movie. Well, she did. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't convince her it was a piece of shit. Oh, we just I, I'm unanimously sure you agreed. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. So were there other other John Carpenter movies that we enjoy outside of like Halloween? What are the other some of the ones that we haven't done in his uh his oeuvre? His repertoire. His repertoire. You know what? Um, I like They Live. I really like They Live, too. I have not seen Ghost of Mars uh, in the Mouth of Madness. I've seen it in the Mouth of Madness. You know what, man? I Before we started all this, I would have said that in our John Carpenter West Craven debate. Yeah. If we're looking at if we're looking at average grade. With like all movies combined, like a median average. Uh huh. I think Wes Craven kind of edges them out. Really? I think so. Are you just thinking of Scream in the first Nightmare on Elm Street movie though? Well, I know. Okay, I'm not a fan of this movie. I know you did Last House on the Left. Yes. The Hills Have Eyes. Yes. Shocker. Which I enjoy, but it's not a great movie. Uh, I don't know. I. I'll have to get back to you on that. No, because I still think John Carpenter edges them out. Because, no, yeah, granted. Well, had, the thing in Halloween are so strong. Exactly. And also, we're looking over a, a huge, <laughs> huge one in uh, Escape from New York, which I fucking love Escape from New York. I've not seen that yet. Uh, well, I've got it a bit on Blu-ray. You don't have a Blu-ray player. But you need to see it, because I absolutely love that movie. Okay. And... Also, he can. Whereas Wes Craven was strictly a horror movie director, John Carpenter had other. You know, he had he had other looks. You know, whereas in fighting terms, Wes Craven was just a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy. <laughs> where, you know. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah, like John, John Carpenter, Carpenter kind of spread his wings there. Yeah, he did action movies. <laughs> he did horror movies. Sure. He did some sci-fi movies. Okay. Where Wes Craven strictly did horror movies, except for that Music of the Heart movie that had Meryl Streep in it. Okay, that's fair. So, filmography-wise, John Carpenter wins. But outside of those two, you've also got like the George Romero's, Mm -hmm. Toby Hooper, who did two good movies, and that's pretty much it. (laughs) And one of those two movies, Poltergeist, there's 
you know, controversy over did he really direct that or Steven Spielberg? Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then he did Eaten Alive, which I know a lot of people like, but it's essentially the same thing as Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So are you kind of having a who's the best horror director right now? Conversation. Yeah, I'm right thinking now. like, of course, then you got Argento, who yeah. also hasn't done anything good since the '80s. I think maybe Opera came out in the '90s. It's a conversation to be had. It is a conversation. You don't have to, to have had. it right now. No, I guess we do not. We do not. But JC's up there. He's on the Mount Rushmore, without a doubt. With for sure a doubt. And even old Wesley Craven. Is his name Wesley? I'm assuming it's Wesley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. If not, I'm gonna. I well, want Wesley to and Jonathan name <laughs> <laughs> Wesley Craven and Jonathan Carpenter. <laughs> yeah. I think that's probably. I think we can put a pin in uh, John Carpenter month. That's right, and put a pin in this episode. So we're doing ladies' picks, significant others, significant other picks. We'll call it girlfriend picks for simplicity's sake. Yeah, you know, of course, Jason's engaged. Yes, but so we're gonna do the autopsy of Jane Doe. The autopsy next of episode. Jane Doe. Yes. All right. Yeah, I think there's some stuff we can dig into there. Yeah, I think we can unpack a lot from that one. It's and a I'm fun watch. I'm pretty sure Alyssa has picked Terrifier for what she hates that movie. <laughs> she really, I, I mean, yeah. she hates Art the Clown. Like, really? fucking hates Art Is the Clown. Is she scared of clowns or she just hates the character? She just hates him. Okay. Well, like, obviously she's like somewhat fascinated by him. Yeah. But she hates him. You know. Okay, I'm going to say a hot take now. I almost turned it off when he pulled a gun out in Terrifier. Like, I'm dead serious. Uh, well, I almost turned it off at that point. <laughs> but I enjoyed the movie. Right? And we'll talk about that after that. Yeah, we'll talk so, yeah. about it. But There's not a whole lot to dig into there. It's going to be a tough episode. Well, we'll, we'll figure out. Like, what, what are we going to do for plot points? Like, so this lady goes into a warehouse and. And then. Uh, then he didn't. Then Art does this. Film. Oh, we know it. We don't talk about that. <laughs> we won't talk about that. You got to wait. You gotta I like wait that for movie, though. I do like it. I'm really looking forward to the sequel. No shit. Really? Yeah. I mean, I think it's got a lot of potential. I guess it's true. For a low-budget movie, it was... Well, we'll get into it. Yeah. Art the Clown. <laughs> I really like Art the Clown as a villain. I think he can move... I think he's interesting, yeah. If you make a movie with him and actually give it a script and a story that's worth a shit... <laughs> well, we'll talk we'll about We'll talk it. about that one for sure. Sounds like we're doing Autopsy of Jane Doe. Yes. And that is on Netflix. We'll see you here next week for the autopsy of Jane Doe. Absolutely. So until next time, I'm Phil. I'm Jason. This has been The Spook House. See you next week.